What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Stereotherapy. I'm your host, Lisa, and of course, Justine is along with me. Unfortunately, Justine did not join me for this episode. When we took our break for the holidays, poor Justine got COVID. She came down with it. We had this really wonderful episode planned, but we really wanted to give her time to feel better, get better before we went right into this brand new year. So she will be back. We have so much in store. Uh, Justine feels really, really bad that bad luck just <laughs> carried in, but I know her and I are going to have a wonderful 2024. So although I miss Justine on this one, she will be back and I cannot wait for her special episode we have coming up. If you're new here, this is the show that showcases the importance of music and mental health. Remember, you can always find us on Instagram at stereo period therapy, stereo dot therapy, whatever you want to say, as well as TikTok with that same handle. You, I really try with these reels, guys. I'm trying to get us out there uh, in the algorithms and beat that. You can also head over to our website as well. All links below in the description. And also, if you are liking this thing, remember you could rate, review us. It would really mean a lot to Justine and I. And we just appreciate anyone that has taken the time to do that. You can do that on any platform you're currently listening to this right now. Today on the podcast, I had my wonderful longtime friend, Ashley Pinheiro. She's a photographer, but she's also just a music lover. And I just, I was really excited to have her on. And anytime we can have anyone on here and give them a platform to tell their story and for anyone to get to know them. I love to do it. So if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this, uh, we're all friends here if you listen to this podcast. So hit me up. We would love to have you on as well. But Ashley was just so wonderful and it was so great to reconnect with her and talk about her love and impact of the band Fall Out Boy, Taylor Swift, also talk about mental health awareness in her own life, how music has made that impact and a connection to Taylor Swift that has meant a lot to her. We also dive into her photography, working with the Warped Band, which is a really cool band you're going to get to know in this. And I can't wait to see where she goes with this. It was a really great conversation, and I really loved having Ashley on for the first one of 2024. I will stop talking right now and just get right into it. Here is our conversation with Ashley Pinheiro. Ashley, I'm so excited to have you on today and on the podcast and you rearranging things to come on earlier because Justine has COVID. And I know this is a, like such a cliche thing to do, but if you want to give like a little introduction about yourself to the listeners so they get a feel for you. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having me, but yeah. my name's Ashley. I am a assistant manager at Michael Course full-time. Um, I also do photography. It's kind of been taking over most of my hours. Um, and then I've actually been working with like, two different bands lately, just kind of photographing for them and, you know, helping out promoting. Oh, that's it. That's another reason why I wanted you on because my <laughs> hope is like, with you getting into that, maybe somebody will hear this that needs that and it's local or whatever. And they're going to be like, yeah. oh, let me hit her up. So anyone I look for that that is doing something like that, Cause you never know. Like, I feel like right. there's such a platform here and I don't know, there's a lot of listeners too that are either in bands or promote themselves. So it was just like such a perfect thing. And 
Again, thank you so much. Cause I know if you're supposed to do this a different date, but we made it work. And something like we like to ask too, it's just so interesting for each person, but what, whether it's one or a couple, what are those first memories of you falling in love with music? I think you know where this one's going to go, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, makes me feel old now to say it, but you know, back in 2003, the first show I remember my dad just taking me to, I found Fall Boy on MySpace and I was like, dad, we, we're going to go here. Yeah. And it was, it just changed my life. Mm-hmm. It was the atmosphere, the energy. And from then on, I don't quite think my dad ever forgave me for the amount of traveling we did. I think any of our parents, and it's so interesting you bring up MySpace. For me, I mean, it was the local aspect because of where I lived. Right. But a lot of it too was like pure volume. And once I heard of them too and hearing, oh, dead on arrival and had no idea, like we would still be sitting here and like now it's 2024, but 2024 is still listening to this band. I know you went to go see them play on that summer tour with Bring Me the Horizon. It's just so wild to think about we're sitting here. Still friends. Yeah. Friends still talking about it. And I was even wondering like how, because I don't even think I remembered this, but how did we even connect? Because I can't remember. Like, I know. I'm like, I feel like I've just known you forever. And like, oh, that's Ashley. Do you remember? I, I was like racking my brain thinking about this. I think it was that flyaway in Pittsburgh in yeah. 2006. And then I think once I know who was I with? I was with Chelsea, um, Amber. So, yeah. And they couldn't hold them off of me. And I think at that point, everyone, Eric had said, take like he was trying to get pete to me up on the stage nobody could fend everybody off mm-hmm. and i think at that point that's when we would go back to the hotel and i think we might have briefly talked then and then i think it more started you know once eric passed away and yeah yeah and that's it's i know when brian enrique and jackie and anyone listening yeah. to this these are just lifelong friends but they came to um visit me to go to that follow-up boy show here and i know it was close to the anniversary of eric's death or they were just going to, going to pass the gravesite, so they had visited him and it kind of just put that in like wow like how long that's been and just yeah you know i've only met eric twice and i mean anyone listening to he was a big follow-up boy fan who sadly passed away and very close with pete and the guys and i know they were so wonderful but Dang, like that flyaway seems so far. It was 2006. And I, I think know. you're absolutely right. Because like when I was thinking about that too, I was like, I think it was the flyaway, but I don't want to misspeak. And then like, it's like, no, you didn't meet me there. But that one was in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And Mo and I were talking about the flyaway too. So like, that's wild. Like the connection. And I mean, just talking about Fall Out Boy, how, I know like oh, maybe a little bit, but how else like did they make a big impact in your life? I would say... You know, just from my dad, you know, driving to all these shows, it became a thing where, like you said, with Pete, he remembers every face. He may not remember the name. Right. But he remembers you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, same with, like, Patrick. Sweet as the teddy bears, we always call him. But mm-hmm. it just became more of, like, a personable thing. Yeah. Versus, okay, I'm going to see this band play. No, there was more, like, that personal connection that kind of kept that alive. Yeah, like for sure. Like that's how 
it's exactly what you said. Pete probably never knew my name, but any meet and greet, anything after a show, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but I wrote him a letter when I was in art school doing music business Yeah, because I was like, I want to write him to like, let him know, or maybe it wasn't that. No, no. So no, I, I'm backtracking. So it was an assignment that you had to go ahead and you had to write about something that impacted your life. And I wrote about Fall Out Boy. And it was so weird because it was at that time where Fall Out Boy, I mean, still now people poke fun at them. So I had to read this in front of my college class at Columbia. I'm like, yeah. oh, I believe in, and I got paused. I'm like, Fall Out Boy. And like the <laughs> silence in the room was just like, oh God. But, but again, everybody that got it, got it. And so I wanted to give them the essay. Because I was yeah. like, I want them to know, like, hey, I'm going to art school because of you. I'm pursuing this right. because of you and, like, everything you did. And he literally, I remember he took it. And who knows what happened with it? I don't know. Maybe he didn't read it. Maybe he's listening to this right now. And he's like, oh, that girl. Maybe not. Absolutely not. He knew me. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, we go way back, like, going to shows and this and that. And and again, like, that's not to brag, but it was just how they were. They were so yeah. great to all their fans. and. It was like without them, like we wouldn't know each other. So many of our friends, like we wouldn't have that community. No, yeah, it really made like even when they helped, you know, when Sam had her surgery, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. jumped right in. Joe sent the message. No, so. they're, I mean, I don't know. Like they just, I, on this last tour they were on, literally, they sounded so good. I think better than they have in years. Oh, and I yeah. know a lot of people gave up on Fall Out Boy and I get it. Mania. Okay. Whatever. But that is another story. But right. like, which I still fight for some of those songs on that record. 100%. They're oh, yeah. still Fall Out Boy. I don't care. But um, they just were so good. I, I it was, was almost part- like the energy yeah. came back too. Yeah. And I think too, it was just wild to see the younger fans too, because there were so many younger people around me and I was like, I felt so old, but I was just so proud too. Cause I was like, this is so great for them. And I you know this is kind of off guard too, but like, what was the furthest do you think you traveled for them? As much know- if I hate to admit this, I think it would have been down to Florida we went. Wow. I don't think I, the furthest I went was the flyaway when I drove from Illinois to Pittsburgh. So that's wild. Oh my God. That's <laughs> That's pretty, but it was probably worth it. So who cares? Oh, it was totally worth it for me. <laughs> it's a story, but it's, and even talking about that, I mean, we have to talk. And I know even thinking about this artist, people have a view on her, which I don't think is really fair. And even I talked about, like, she showed up in my Spotify wrapped and I was like, guys, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. Like, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift a little bit because I know she's huge for you and she's made such an impact what about her or or her music has just made an impact in your life? I was totally that person before where like, it's just Taylor Swift. Yeah, right. And it took when she finally came out about her eating disorder. Mm-hmm. That's when I like halted. I was like, oh, okay. Let me go back through these lyrics. And then it started to resonate. Okay. Like this really does make a connection. And just kind of watching her advocate for it if you've ever watched like any of the documentaries or anything, she, you know, even with like Selena, she'll stick up for her when she gains the weight back from her mm-hmm. lupus. So that really hit home for me. Yeah. And that's something I didn't even know until I watched the documentary because I wasn't really sure. 
And I wasn't a hater of Taylor Swift. I just was like, this isn't really for me until I really right. dove in a little bit. And I was like, I get it. And like, you see the crowds at all her tours. Like, it's insane the impact she's made on like young kids, older. Like, yeah. the kids I used to nanny for adore Taylor Swift. Like, it would, if they ever crossed her path, I don't know what they would do. Right. But it's like, and I think that's so interesting because like, she is open with that. And that's one thing I respect about Taylor Swift is because I'm someone that battles with PCOS. And I mean, I know some of the guys listening are like, what? But it's, 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 it's a, a thing. It's a thing. And maybe someone close to you deals with it. And there's times where I am like, super like, and, and t- like how I would work because I work out all the time. But there's sometimes I have a flare up. And I have like Selena Gomez, where she'll have, she talks about her lupus and like her moon face. I get that so many times. And I loved that Taylor Swift was kind of bringing awareness to that too, be that, you know, and standing up for her because so many women deal with these things. And there was like something Taylor Swift said where she was in a car. Maybe it was the documentary where she was like, if you're thin, you're, you, you don't have, you know, the fat ass if you're, you know, or right. if you have the fat it's ass this or that. And I respect that so much about her. And I, I think she gets a lot of hate, but I think it's yeah. also because people are just like, oh, we got to see her again. But right. I think she's larger than life. And you know what? Yeah. She's out there killing it. Whether you love her or hate her, like, you I, can't I, that. no, you can't. And like, she literally each record people go crazy for. And I mean, I'm glad her music has been there for you for that, because I can't imagine going through anything like that and not having an artist be upfront about that and I do and even like the political stuff Taylor Swift is out there and she talks the talk like she's out there and walking that walk of you know I want to bring awareness for my fans so yeah she's not afraid to say what's on her mind or how she feels it should be no and I had so much respect for her too when I watched like even like TikToks of this recent tour how many hours she's on there and she's singing and she's doing that like me and yeah. my treadmill I'm like dying so it's like how am I can I sing and dance and do this but so I give her so much respect I know that sounds silly but I do because I literally was on my treadmill today and I was like I can barely like do two things at once and she's out there killing it and I I do so no Taylor Swift haters like I can see someone out there listening to this because whatever but she's great and so much respect and I mean obviously that kind of goes into what else our podcast we talk about mental health and mental health awareness for you how important is mental health awareness to you it's huge um because it's something that I dealt with at a very young age not only myself but just my mom as well um and just watching people not get the proper help because we don't have enough you know, healthcare workers, or there's not enough resources. It's sad to watch people go down that rabbit hole. And once you're down far enough, sometimes, you know, it's going to take a while to get back up. So it's played a huge part. Um, that's kind of where my eating disorder stepped off of as my mom. But, you know, waiting, you know, a year to get in to see somebody is a little outrageous. Yeah. So, that's where music kind of became my outlet because the doctors were, some of them will just brush it off. Oh, you know, 
you just have anxiety no mm-hmm. it's an eating disorder yeah so that's where it kind of began with me yeah and I mean obviously if you're open to sharing where what helped you navigate your eating disorder and just that like what I'm sure getting the proper care and, and going to that because I know we had a guest Bailey um who shared her journey in that and my eyes were open in the inner connection of the two mental health and that where are you at today with that are you you know are you doing okay so it's a daily struggle I yeah. tried inpatient but you have to make meet certain qualifications mm-hmm I can meet them one day, but if you don't meet them the next day, they drop you per insurance, which is how they kind of, you know, send them on your way. So I've had to kind of find ways to kind of deal with it on my own. Going to, you know, outpatient and just getting a daily check of the weight, it just, that is more triggering to me than just finding a way to handle it myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the worst part about anything mental health. Um, is the accessibility. Like I had to go throughout like the last couple years, I had to go without my mental health care, which was not a good situation, but like my insurance was awful and um, still paying an arm and a leg, but it's like the accessibility is just, it, whether it is say an eating disorder or mental health or just anything, like even me in my diagnosis and wanting to maybe see, hey, I know you hate say I have a generalized anxiety disorder, but I think like there's some ADHD in there. And I think there's this and that there's at least right now I'm looking at it like a year wait. I'm like, so I have to wait a year to just, I mean, right now I'm self-diagnosing because I'm like, what else am I going to do? But yeah, that's just, I really has to change with our mental health because that's not okay. Whether it is worse. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So now I have to wait a year. Okay. Like, all right. Thanks guys. I think that's what deters people too from getting the care because it's like, why? Okay. I bother. And it's so expensive too. Like it's, we've been really thankful we're in a different position now in our lives, but like or two ago, like each therapy appointment was like $200. Okay. Yeah. I can't afford that. So I guess right. I have to have my own therapy. I guess this is the therapy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it, it is. And I what do you think has to happen, I guess, to maybe end the stigma of mental health? I mean, obviously accessibility, right? Right. Um, but is or do you think like maybe if certain people keep the conversation going would help? What do you think? I think you know the, we had a point in time where like it was talked about and it was yeah. kind of like warped heart. You know, they always had different boosts with it. Yeah. And it was at that point, you know, everyone was very welcoming. Then, you know, that stopped. Mm-hmm. So at least our group, in a sense, is still held together. But now we have all these other generations where they didn't have that foundation. Yeah, They didn't get to watch all those different people say, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter, you know, someone is here ne- next to you. But it's just we need to kind of have more people advocating, I would say, Mm -hmm. because we don't have it like we used to. While we have people like Taylor or Selena, it's not, that's not going to cover everyone because like not everyone doesn't like Taylor. So Mm -hmm. how's that going to, if they really listen, they don't have that. Right. I mean, that's a hundred percent because I said in our previous podcast, when we started it, I, that's when Selena's documentary came out. 
what was it? I am me or something. Yeah. I, I got to get the title or something, but that really opened my eyes that she had bipolar disorder. And I think she was so just, I loved that documentary and like anybody else listening to this, like go watch it because like, yeah. again, but like you said, if they don't like those people or they think a certain way, they're not going to listen. They're going to be like, whatever. They're just saying, and then the other thing is too, they're going to say, oh, they're just one attention when they really deal with these things. So it's like, I think you're totally right with the love on her arms because to write a love on her arms was everywhere. Yeah. And whether people liked that or not, um, it was out there. I know there's great uh, like organizations. Like I'm looking at like I have my bracelet, like um, the hope for the day. They're great in Chicago, um, where it's okay to not be okay. But a lot of people have no idea about that organization either. And I'm like, how to do that? Because um, I think the more we talk about it, better. But it's also hard sometimes to talk about it. So like, I appreciate people like you or other people that want to come on because it's not easy. And I just think we have a long way to go. We've come a long way, but we still have such a long way to go to end this stigma. And I'm hoping whatever happens, I know everyone's talking about the election coming up and I'm not going to get political, but I just hope that mental health is like at the, the top, forefront. Yeah. It's at the top because it's so important. I know so many people like that struggle during the holidays too. I'm one of them and it's, yeah. it's tough. So I don't, Oh, so I guess to bring it up, because I know, so, <laughs> but to bring it up a little bit too, like, I know you've tapped into this passion. We talked about photography, but for you, how important has photography been in your life um, since it's kind of come back in, in your life a little bit? Yeah. So it was back in high school, I would say, you know, just using a small digital camera. Yeah. And, or even my phone at that point, I think I had a Blackberry and I was taking these photos that I don't even know what they look like anymore. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I went to a program during high school for it and it got to a point where photographing just obsolete things over and over again. And I'm that person where if I'm not invested in what I'm doing, kind of check out. Mm-hmm. So there was a point in time I wouldn't pick up a camera for two, three years. Um, and, you know, once I kind of got settled with retail and everything, I was like, I need my camera back mm-hmm. because it was always a place I could go and escape from everything else. How it became, and then I just have, honestly, I made a promise to one of my friends, I'm going to do it this time. And if I, you see me stop, you start yelling. I, I, I love that. And I just, you remind me so much of when we had Bailey on, because one of her things was, you know, when she was going through her eating disorder and her mental health, she couldn't pick up the camera. And she was saying how it was Andrew McMahon and that environment of, I'm going to pick up this camera. I'm going to do this. And that's what's led her to have that moment. And there was a period where she didn't pick up the camera. So it just reminded me so much of her in doing that. And I think we can all relate to that too, that There's something like there was a period where nobody believes me that I didn't listen to music. I didn't seek out music for months. And like anyone that knows me is like, no way. But I just when you're in a dark place, some of those passions get pushed aside. So it was like, I was so similar to you where it was last year. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I don't know how to do a podcast. I don't know how to do anything. I'm just going to do it. And um, it might be like the most 
makeshift kind of thing, but I'm going to get out there and do it. And like, here I am a year later and it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing it. Like, you know, and it's, it's out there and it, like, so happy that you're out there doing it again. Cause I know like we've talked to where like you wanted yeah. to do it and you're like, oh, I'm thinking of doing it. And special people that have kind of played a role in that journey would be the warped band. Uh, yeah. Uh, how did that relationship form? And I guess, what do you love the most about working with them? Because I can tell like, it, it's a mutual respect between you two. Like, and, and I love to see that. So it randomly, there's a bar that they'll have, you know, random artists play at. Yeah. Um, and I saw a work tour on their Facebook page. I was like, hmm, do I do this message or do I not? And yeah, right. That's the hardest part. <laughs> because I know that you don't really need a pass to get in. You can mm -hmm. just take your camera in. But we all know how I am. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. So I just kind of reached out and I reached out to the lead singer, Drew, and, you know, yeah. And it turned into something that's probably changed my life. Um, I wouldn't have done it. I don't know if I would have continued with the camera. Wow. And like, they know they've made that impact on you because that's a huge impact to say that, you know, it's such a like not having that moment I don't know if we like I don't know if we talk about that journey today with you I think to some extent they might but yeah. they will find out yeah well they'll find out now if they listen to this now <laughs> they're such a fun band I literally checked out some of their stuff because of you and I'm like literally whenever we decide on some kind of party reception whatever for our marriage I was like gee like this would be such a fun band to have. They fit me and what I'm about. So it's like, I could never have like a normal band. I could never have yeah. that. And they like, I love what they do. And so I hope this also brings people to them because like, and I love that they've just been great because even in this podcast, there's people that I know and you're one of them, of my friends that have pushed me to do it. And even when I had to relaunch it, we're like, hey, like, keep going, keep doing it. And those people are just so special. So yeah. I just, I, it makes me even, again, want to push people more toward Like, these are just good people. And that's, oh, yeah. I just, I love that. I love that for you so much. And again, like sending, if you didn't send that message, right? Like, there's some people we try to get on the podcast and I think like if you never send that message like you could get a no and you could get a no like be left unread or you could get what happened to you and it completely changed so much for you don't know until you try right yeah I guess like yeah if anyone's listening whatever it is like you never know if you're going to be good like you're never going to know if you're good at something unless you try and you may suck at it like I'll be honest I even before this, we had these technical issues that were, I don't know, maybe on my end for all I know. And like <laughs> shit happens. So it's, it's right. good. But I guess if someone else is listening to that wants to get involved in concert, show photography, or just um, that kind of element, what advice would you give them? Because I'm sure like starting out and even doing what you are now, when you go do stuff, there's a lot that you probably have learned along the way. I would say don't let it intimidate you. There's mm -hmm. a lot of photographers out there. Yeah. It doesn't mean 
anyone is better than any other. Everyone has their own style. So you can't let the intimidation stop you. I know when I, years ago, I would go through and look at other people's pictures and compare them. And I was like, wait, why am I doing this? This is of nature. I'm not even doing that. So that one is probably a really big one because yours is, everyone's pictures are going to be different, a different angle, a different style, different editing, all different. That's probably the biggest, but don't stop the first time. Like keep going with it because sometimes it does turn into something beautiful. I think I think back in the day, we all thought we were good at photography with our disposal <laughs> at like concerts. We thought we were great. And like, oh, and there have been some great shots I've gotten immediately at the flyaway. There was one of oh, Pete yeah. over there. And like, I just think of that. And um, I think it's so intimidating because a lot of people, I don't know if you've experienced this, a lot of people when they want to get into photography, it's like you can't get a photo pass unless you show what you've done. But you can't show what you've done if you have no opportunities. Right. How, how are you supposed to build that kind of like uh, either Very resume high. or like, how do you do that? And it's, I don't know, like I, it just photography for me. It's like you said, there's a lot of photographers out there and I think you have to find your own style. And I just, I, I've seen your stuff. Like I love, because I feel like when you take the pictures that I've seen, it's like you're there. And I think those are the important photographers of concert photography because it's like, if you're not there, you want to be there and feel that. And I just can't wait to see where you go with it. Like, I know, and like, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. And that's like, again, anyone I have on here, that's not to say if I haven't asked anyone else yet, but anyone I have on here, I'm just so proud and I'm so happy. And I just, I want to showcase you guys too. So I can't wait to see where you're going to be like a year from now. Yeah. And it is some plans, but we'll we'll see where it goes. There we go. There, hey, like I, but I'm with you because I feel that struggle, even with this, is if I want to reach out to certain people. Well, you have to show that you've done this, or you want to show this. Um, and it's difficult starting out in anything. So I love that you've stuck with it because I'm sure it is not not easy at all because I've I've talked to other photographers that have done things like Riot Fest and they've said yeah. like it's not easy at all to get those it's a cutthroat um, industry yeah and I had no idea no I mean I guess I should have assumed but even like in that I'm talking about mental health being in this cutthroat industry and wanting to do photography how do you kind of keep your mindset you know in a good spot when maybe you have rejection or you don't like anything you've taken you know maybe you're taking a bunch of pictures and you're like self-critical like that I'm the same way so um (laughs) anything I put out I hate I don't I'll be like oh I that sounds like that so how do you kind of keep yourself in check during those moments I would say I'm just that person that doesn't take no for an answer first of all Mm -hmm. so it has to get very bad for me to, you know, finally say this is it. Yeah. Um, but really, like, if a photo doesn't turn out, edit it. At the worst case, you can go shoot another show. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all be all. And honestly, there's so many photos out there. You could Google concert photography and not everyone is crystal clear. You can throw black and white on there. It'll be okay. You can do, there's so much with AI right now that it, you can fix some things. It's just kind of like all try on error, really. Yeah, I think that's good for someone to hear that. There's light there. If you are not, you know, if you're not happy with something or 
Um, and Chan- I think at the end of the day, we're we are like our own worst critics. Like oh, yeah. nobody is paying attention to how that photo came out or how I edited an episode. Like nobody cares. It. We care, right? Because it's our art. And we're kind of talking about shows. I know that you have some upcoming dates with the Warped Band. What are you most excited about with those dates coming up? Honestly, you know, just with things going on at work and just need a little bit of a break. And to be able to do it with my photography is, you know, one of the ways I like to get rid of my stress. But it's really exciting too, just to kind of, you know, be able to follow them and watch them grow and continue to get bigger and bigger um so it's kind of a special moment they have a lot of things they're going to be announcing soon so it's been kind of fun just to see it grow very slowly you know kind of how it did with all was that oh. kind of special moment yeah and that's like that's almost like your full circle moment a little bit because yeah. like what happened with follow boy i mean i tell people all the time when people think you know it's a little ridiculous i'm like oh i saw them in this little like you know, I didn't see them in a basement, but I saw them in a very like a small yeah. like VFW, and it's like yeah. to see them now, and it's like bands like the Warp Band or uh, any band I have on here. I'm like they could be in a year. You know, some of these bands have played Four Chord Festival, Old Neon did, um, the band When the Sun Sets. They're getting some other um, opportunities too. I'm like they could be that band. So like to kind of give back to that. I'll have to keep an eye. I'm waiting for them to come around Jersey because I have not seen yet because I would love to see them play or maybe I just have to take a a trip up to you guys and see what's going on because I would love to see them play. I will see what I can do for you but I'm all about Jersey, North Jersey because we all know Ashley won't drive over the bridge or the highway there. So let me tell you I spent some time in Philadelphia obviously with G's accident he was in the Philadelphia hospital driving over those bridges oh my god I you talk about you know your mental health and your anxiety I and I know anyone else listening is like oh whatever I literally I would have to put on whatever music just to calm me and soothe me over those bridges and there was one time it was a bad storm and like my car is shaking I'm like I remember just getting to the hospital and it was like an hour and a half away to Philadelphia to where we are and no never like I I hate it and I that's why a lot of times when the concerts and tours go to New York I tend to not unless okay can I take the train like is it Madison Square Garden where you just go underneath and go in because if it's anything else and I have to go on a bridge, forget it. No, I won't do it. Like much like parallel parking, I won't do it. So, um, <laughs> but uh, but I guess too, you kind of touched on, I mean, I know photography and music, but what are some of those things you turn to in your self-care where like maybe if your mental health is just a little down or you're just in a rut, um, what are little things you do? So maybe if someone's listening, they're like, you know, maybe I haven't tried that. Maybe I'll try that. Um, what are some of those things that kind of help you on whether it's a bad mental health day or just like a tough time? As cliche as it sounds, sometimes I will literally just get in my car and I would just go drive wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, usually and sometimes just in silence, just to kind of mm-hmm. take it all out and just focus on driving just to kind of have a different perspective. Um, there's other times where everyone knows I get my hair done way too much, but yeah, it takes away some of the stress that, you know, 
take over. Yeah, and that's so important. You said that like the drive is my thing too. I'm a big driver. And sometimes, like you said, in silence, it's not always music, but sometimes right. just to get out there and kind of have that and clear your head because it's so important. I'm the same way with my hair lately. I'm, it's a, such a self-care thing. And I know, again, any sorry, all guys listening to this, maybe you go get your hair done too. But it is, it's such a great thing. And um, I yeah. love um, Jarek, who does my hair. And I love it because we we have that relationship where I can vent about stuff. And I think little things like that people don't think about. And I mean, even if you can't go to the salon, like even if you just want to do your hair nice, that's a self-care, you know, or a right. nice shampoo or whatever, like just do these self-care things. And I, I don't think anyone has said about the hair or the drive yet. So that's really good because we can all just get in the car and drive and it's yeah. just such a, a freeing thing to do. And I know we try to stay up to date with music and I mean we talked about the warp band a little bit but um yeah what I would love to know what are some bands or what are you listening to right now like whether it's getting you through anything um or you just like it because maybe there's something on your radar that's not on our radar and uh or anyone else listening too right like maybe they're it's not on their radar um what are some of those people you're listening to right now Honestly, I'm still that person that I think is like stuck in, you oh. know, 2005-ish. Um, really, like the Academy has, has been a big thing lately. Um, yeah. Census fail, good Charlotte. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just those, you know, classic ones that, you know, kind of started it for a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff with, you know, FBR. It, it's still like I know you're more touched on like the hush sound like, yeah just kind of going back to some of those bands that you know we really did grow up with are now starting to do more and just seeing you know the younger crowd not get to enjoy that kind of- I'm with you I I'm still stuck in it there's some newer bands that I get into yeah um, but I always go back to that like I always go back to that um I guess emo I I hate calling it but it's it is like and I find too that there's other people too because whenever I'll post like a reel or anything like that to try and you know just stay in the algorithms the ones that hit the most are when I'm talking about a band from back in the day like those are the ones that people are like oh my gosh I love this band or like I can't believe this album's turning 20 years and uh we're still listening to them right now so it has to be something special. And I mean, so you have to be excited about this kind of revival and everything too. Yeah. Like it's so, and it's so good. And like, honestly too, a band I'm not even thinking of that I know means a lot to you that I'm like, oh, you got to touch on this because they're like hometown boys is Mest. I know Mest <laughs> is a band that you That's... have adored and still do, right? Like I- how how have they made an impact in your life? That along with Bob White, this one this one's been very different. Uh, one of the guys in the work band is actually a huge fan of Tony as well. And you know, they've played some of our smaller venues here really randomly. Um doing meet and greets that were reasonable for this day. Um Versus paying, you know, the $275, we're only paying $50. Now. Oh, I know. Yeah. But just, you know, 
I saw Tony, you know, starting back, oh geez, 2003, and just kind of following that. It's almost like a Pete thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know your name. Right. He knows your face. He knows what location you're kind of coming from. But it's kind of just, you know, both that connection. Like, now he has kids, you know. I have mm-hmm. kids. You know, yeah. He'll pick up during the meet dates, he'll pick up his phone and, you know, introduce his son. And it's just, you know, a special moment to be able to grow up with these people. Yeah. And I, I have such a funny... Well, I don't know in these days how people would think it was funny, but I thought it was funny back in the day at Warp Tour with Mest and Tony. Um, and obviously Tony Lovato, the lead singer, if anyone doesn't know Mest, but come on, you you know Mest. But um I feel like I was at Warp Tour, I don't even know how I was young. I had to be like 18, 19, but or maybe even younger. I don't even remember. But anyways, there there were fans out and it was kind of by the buses and yeah. He was like talking with everybody. And he was just inviting people to a kegger because obviously they were from Illinois, like the suburbs, you know, Chicago. So they were in their home state. So I guess they were wanting to throw a kegger and just inviting everybody. And I was in a group of people, admittedly a young person. Okay. So I'm not trying to say anything like no idea how old I was. I was just standing around being like, oh, that's Tony. Like that's messed uh, to this kegger. And I I did not go because I was young and I was like, I'm not going. But it was just like, that's how he was. And that's how it was right. back in the day. You would be invited to all these things. Yeah. Um, maybe you would go, maybe you wouldn't go. But I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, oh my God. Like, again, not directly inviting, but it was just, he was one of those people that if you were around, um, right. he wanted that's to include fun. you. And it was yeah. like so awesome. And again, I love Mest forever. And I hope somehow I can catch them again. Um, cause I know they're popping up at shows, like they're doing stuff here and there. So, but yeah, I was like, I have to share that, that we somehow I was invited to this kegger that like, I didn't go to, maybe I should have gone because like, that would have been an amazing story, but, um, um, yes, love to Tony. Um, yeah. <laughs> again, like, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being so open, whether it was your mental health and your journey of your photography and, Again, like you love your music. Like anybody that knows you knows that um, with your shows. And I think it's really going to catapult you into your photography. And I'm sure like maybe even someone listening here, if you need somebody like, look, Ashley is pretty local. Like, look, she's not in Jersey, but I mean, there's a couple people out there in that area that I'm sure uh, I'll send them your way maybe a little bit and be like, hey, um, but if somebody wants um to find you or your work or connect um where can they find you like I know I know there's the Instagram page and but I think if they hear it instead of me just type it out I'll leave everything in the description but where can people find you if they want to check you out oh I do have an Instagram right now I'm gonna let you do kind of the links I'm in the process of rebranding everything obviously my red hair is a giveaway to yeah. anybody that I meet <laughs> I just get called the redheaded it's been that way yeah. for how long <laughs> so I was actually talking to the one of the guys in the band and we came up with this name Red Spark uh, credit for that but I'm kind of going through each account now so I'm, I kind of started with the website and I'm just redoing every little thing to kind of align so I'll kind of give you the links because it's all very random awesome yeah yeah no definitely and I'll have those all in our description everything but 
Again, thank you so much. Like it was so good to be face to face too, because we'll go comment and stuff, and and it's like that. And um, again, I just hope, I just hope the best for you in this new journey with this photography, because it's it's really cool to see and um, thing, and they're in the area. Where are those shows? I know they're coming up, right? The twelfth, or is it the thirteenth? Um, so we have so Altoona would be the first one. Um, and then we're going to Columbus, Ohio. Um, so let me pull it up because I have the worst memory ever. So yeah, the 12th is Altoona and then the 13th is Columbus, Ohio. So yeah, if anyone's in those areas, like go check out At least the work. Not Baltimore, I don't know how far I'm gonna drive. That is free, yeah. I don't know if you have any bridges, but that one's yeah. on the 26th. <laughs> Oh, so have to see. I don't know. I don't know. I've always wanted to go to Baltimore. We had a guest. Um, oh my gosh, I love her so much. Oh, Genevieve from Soul Meets Body. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, I've been wanting to go to Baltimore because that's where they're based out of. So who knows? Maybe let me. I'll make my way out there. That would be really really cool. But anyone else out there? Maybe we'll just take a road trip and like not go on the bridges because yeah, no, they're the worst. So. Um, <laughs> But again, oh, all right, guys. And that was our conversation with Ashley Pinheiro. I was so excited to talk to her. And this was such a great conversation. And I really appreciate her switching the day of the time because originally we had something else planned. We were going to do it. And she jumped in right away and was like, all right, let's do this. And I really appreciate her because I know when you go on a podcast, it sometimes isn't the easiest thing. And she was so great to talk to. And I, I really loved having her on. And we had a couple technical uh, difficulties in the beginning on both of our ends. So you know what she, you know, hey, we're getting right back into this thing. All right. It's been a hot minute. But again, I'll have all her links below where you can find Ashley, where you can find the Warped Band um, and all that good stuff below. Uh, as always, guys, you will hear us next Tuesday bright and early. We have so much on the horizon. I can't wait to share. And I really appreciated what Ashley shared with us. And it's just, I really, I think a lot of us can relate to it and how music has played a role in that. But you guys will hear Justine and I back together doing this thing next Tuesday, bright and early. All right. Bye guys.